and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> it's David Cox. <laughs> and I'm Josh Matheson. Everybody didn't get the vision call. of that is going, what is that <laughs> thumping around in the background? Like, as he's trying to get his guitar ready. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I have things near me and I'm like, yes, that's getting used. <laughs> Utilize. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. So thank you very much to everybody who supports us on there. If you are not Big a up. Patreon subscriber, you can sign up for $3 a month. And for that very small fee, you get an extra episode a month and you get access to the videos where you will see David playing his beautiful guitar next to him. People that are subscribed to Patreon generally have better weather. <laughs> um, say. Ah, interesting fact. And their there. food tastes nicer. They have it's like the opposite own, of COVID. Their, their own yeah. climate. Heightened taste buds. Nice. Yeah. I know it sounds really far-fetched, but you wouldn't know unless it's hard to explain, but you'd know. If Asterisk, you asked, so. individual yeah. results may vary. <laughs> 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 Just to make sure we don't get sued by anybody. <laughs> so this yeah. week we are looking at chapter nine of the 39 steps, which is the one title I'll remember because it's the 39 steps. 39 steps, chapter nine, the 39 steps. Yes, it is the title. So hopefully we might find out why it's called that. Why? Yes, because it's, it's not even been a clue so far. No, there's not. Really? It's not no. like, oh, it was scribbled in the little black oh. book a while yeah. ago, but that and was it. And it said it was visible in high tide or something and... So it made yeah. it sound like it was something physical, but I have a feeling it's not. <gasps> um, do you reckon it's the e- entrance to an underground lair that only comes out when the tide is bunker, low? Yeah, that would. It's be where the lizard amazing. people live, I reckon. You know, all the lizard yeah. people. <laughs> New World Order. <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> They're going to come out and vaccinate everybody. <laughs> so last week. Not a lot actually happened last week. Hanae was just bumming around London, feeling a bit itchy, feeling delusions of grandeur that only he can save the world. He He wasted a a bunch of food. Yes, he did waste. Yeah, he just ordered stuff. Hideous. He abused a policeman. Ran away from the police. Then he did actually go to the foreign office, guys, with this meeting where they were all meeting together. And it turns out that the guy who was the head admiral guy who turned up to take whatever the information was, was an imposter who recognised Hane dressed up as, what was it, Aloha? Lord Aloha? Aloha. 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 He's not Hawaiian. No one. Aloha. Aloha. Very different. Yes. But he was. I looked it up. I think it's. I think it's. Um. I think it's the official lord title given to anyone that's like a high, high-ranking admiral in the. He's Navy. a sea lord. Oh, always the case. Okay, so it's not actually his yeah. surname. It's it's a title. Yeah, yeah I guess right. it's like. So it's like calling him Pontus or Scotus or whatever, like one of those like title things. Where it's yeah, like, so you not only get the job, you get a title, I suppose, because right. it's a royal lord navy, which makes sense. Lord of the sea. Yeah, Lord of the Sea, Neptune. Poseidon, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, should we see if they actually try and chase down this imposter or if they just watch him walk down the street away with all of the top secret classified <laughs> information? Yeah, He's already, good. like, halfway across the English Channel, like, right, well, better go after him then. Yeah, exactly. 
What have we been doing this whole time? Although I wouldn't be surprised if he's left with the details of whatever's happening in his head. Maybe they've had a meeting and they've talked through everything and then he's walked yeah. off rather than actually walking away with... Because it was the other guy, wasn't it? Roya, who was meant to be the one who was actually taking some parts. kind of dossier with him. Yeah, he's in the room as well. He's one of the, the people in mm. this room he's just barged, barged into. Um, but he, of course, the reason that we knew that he was an imposter is because he seemed to recognise Hane. Now, the question for me is... Which one of the many people that we've seen along the way is he? I reckon it's is it the, the slightly German guy. Yeah. You think it's the yeah. bald archaeologist? Well, I think oh, so. It's going to be someone like that, isn't that it? One. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's gotten the idea to dress up as other people from Hane because he's like, well, yeah. Hane seems to be doing it and getting away with it, so why can't I do it? Yeah. Could be. It's giving him the idea. Well, let's let's stop guessing and let's find out. Here we go. Chapter 9. The 39 Steps. And this this might be the first time we've ever had a chapter that begins with, with the dialogue character. of a brand new character. Ooh. Very first Ooh. word. It's one, one word only, I'm afraid, oh, for now. Okay. Just make it like a war cry. <laughs> if okay. it's only this, one word and he never speaks again. He's, uh, he's the really... official from the Admiralty, apparently. He's, yes, he's make it a them. war cry. Like, I want I want this big entrance, a big dramatic entrance to the start of the chapter. Here we go. Oh, okay. Could you give yeah. me some sort of uh, war horn to lead up to it? Perhaps? Okay. <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, I, I jumped the gun. This is the problems with our. This is the internet well. delay. <laughs> the internet delay. Right, just give me one more time and I'll wait for a clear silence. <laughs> Nonsense! <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that going to was... be another buzzer? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a theme for our yeah. podcast nonsense <laughs> yeah. done. don't listen and... to the story wait for there to be a good buzzer sound that we can use <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in our games <laughs> go on said the official from the admiralty <laughs> so Walter got up and left the room while we looked blankly at the table he came back in ten minutes with a long face I have spoken to a lower he said had him out of bed, very grumpy. <laughs> he went straight home after Mulross's dinner. And then we get the voice of General Winstanley, whoever he is. Oh, General Winstanley. Who, who sounds like somebody, you know, like, you know, like somebody who's like so posh they're on the verge of drooling the entire time. Oh, right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That like, kind of like. <laughs> Can you also, every time there's a full stop, do like a really. Big sneeze, like <laughs> <laughs> just I a love genuinely old, I disgusting love man. Just someone yeah. whose title yeah. is so high they don't have to try and be polite because everyone right. just has to put up with their garbage. Yeah, General Win Stanley, that's yeah. the guy. Oh <laughs> 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 wait, oh, but this is madness. <laughs> Broke in General Winstanley. Well, Mr. Helby, that man came here and sat beside me for the best part of half an hour, and I didn't detect the imposture. Hello, <laughs> <Allah> must be <laughs> out of his mind. 
<laughs> Don't you see the cleverness of it? I said. You were too interested in other things to have any eyes. You took Lord Aloha for granted. If I had been anybody else, you might have looked more closely. But it was natural for him to be here, and that put you all to sleep. Then the Frenchman spoke, very slowly and in good English. Uh, this is this is our Roya, this is our Frenchman. So is he just French? Oh, oh yeah. Are, mm, Could you make him like... Make him different, sir. Well, we can still do some French, but can you make him like a romantic French? You know, like oh. the mask. No, where he's like, like uh, oh, shoot the door, shoot the door, shoot the window. Yes. I don't care. You know, that kind of like really over the top. Yeah, you say like, flirting. Of, uh, okay, like a perfume advert. Yes. Mm. Yes. So it's very legato. Yes, everything's okay. dripping. Okay. I love it. Yeah. If you want, like in the same way uh, with Poirot, we went, ah? Uh-huh. Um, he could go, hmm, at the end. I'm a concentration game today. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, or like, or like a little, add a little kissy sound in here and there as well. I shall aim to seduce with every syllable. Yes. Okay. I, I want everyone in the room to feel really uncomfortable about Roya and his intentions. Right. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm just having a moment with my microphone. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, X rated. Young... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really awkward to watch. It is. <laughs> <laughs> For the Patreons. <clears throat> yes. Oh, it's a bit moist now. It's a bit. I've, I've actually licked it. Uh... <laughs> Right, nobody else uses this mic. It's fine. <coughs> that is what she said. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I might actually get to some words in a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the young man is right. Mm. His psychology is good. Mm. Our <laughs> enemies have not been foolish. He bent his wise brows on the assembly. You might have to speak a little bit quicker for this <laughs> week because it's like a big, long load of text. Classic Lazy Book Club. We've given it to the it. guy I with know. the monologue. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll speed it up. Sexy with speed. Mm. <laughs> Sexy and quick. <laughs> it's my middle name. <laughs> I will tell you a tale, mm. he said. It happened many years ago in Senegal. Mm. I was quartered in a remote station and to pass the time used to go fishing for big barbell in the river. Uh, a little Arab mare used to carry my luncheon basket, one of the salted dun breed you got at Timbuktu in the old days. Mm. Well, one morning I had good sport and the mare was unaccountably restless. Mm. I could hear her whinnying and squealing and stamping her feet, <laughs> and I kept using her with my voice while my mind was intent on fish. I could see her all the time, and I thought out of a corner of my eye, tethered to a tree twenty yards away. After a couple of hours, I began to think of food. Oh. I collected my fish in a tarpaulin bag. 
and moved down the stream towards the mare, trolling my line. Mm. When I got up to her, I flung the tarpaulin on her back. What is it with our books and French people's telling rambling stories that don't go anywhere? This is literally the French mouse all over again. Right? Yeah. French mouse. Let me tell you about my journey from William the Conqueror. It's like nobody cares. No. Mate. Just shut up. Like, We're all still wet. He's talking that was about... the driest thing he knew, Matt. Yeah, but he's talking about like fishing and the fact that his horse is a little bit good. aggravated. I know. I hope he gets to a point soon. I love that the guy's the guy's getting away, and he's like, "Let me tell you a story." Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Perfect time for a story. Nobody okay. chase him. Yeah, yeah. Speak slower, why don't you? Yeah, this never <laughs> happens in James Bond. <laughs> it was the smell that gave me warning. Mm. I turned my head and found myself looking at a lion, three feet off, an old man-eater. That was the terror of the village. Oh. What was left of the mare, a mass of blood and bones and hide, was behind him. Mm. What happened? I asked. I was enough of a hunter to know a true yarn when I heard it. I stuffed my fishing rod into his jaws and I had a pistol. Also, my servants came presently with rifles. But he left his mark on me. He held up a hand which lacked three fingers. Consider, he said, the mare had been dead more than an hour, and the brute had been patiently watching me ever since. I never saw the kill. For I was accustomed to the mare's fretting, and I never marked her absence, for my consciousness of her was only of something tawny, and the lion filled that part. Uh. If I could blunder thus, gentlemen, in a land where men's senses are keen, why should we busy, preoccupied, urban folk, not air also? Sir Walter nodded. No one was ready to gainsay him. But I don't see, (laughs) went on Winstanley, their object was to get these dispositions without our knowing it. (coughs) Now it only requires one of us to mention to allow our meeting tonight for all fully exposed. Sir Walter laughed dryly. The selection of Aloha shows their acumen. Which of us was likely to speak to him about tonight? Or was he likely to open the subject? I remembered the first Sea Lord's reputation for taciturnity and shortness of temper. But one thing that puzzles me said the general, is what good his visit here would do, that spy fellow. (coughs) He could not carry away several pages of figures and strange names in his head. (coughs) That is not difficult, the Frenchman replied. A good spy is trained to have a photographic memory. Like your own McCorley. You noticed he said nothing. 
but when through these papers again and again, I think we may assume that he has every detail stamped on his mind. When I was younger, I could do the same trick. Well, I suppose there's nothing for it but to change the plans, said Sir Walter ruefully. Whittaker was looking very glum. And then, and then I think this is the, the last one who hasn't spoken yet. Whittaker, who's what does he sound like? Another government official. I just yeah. can, can he can he just have like a bit like everything's everything he says like, like he's like laughing at everything he's saying. You know what I mean? So everything's quite of, funny. I hope he gets a monologue. Did you tell Lord Allah what has happened? He asked. No. Well, I, I, I can't speak with absolute assurance, but I, I, I'm nearly certain we can't make any serious change unless we alter the geography of England. Another thing must be said. It was Royer who spoke. I talked freely when that man was here. I told something of the military plans of my government. I was permitted to say so much. But that information would be worth many millions to our enemies. No, my friends. I see no other way. The man who came here and his confederates must be taken and taken at once. Uh. Good God, I cried. And we have not a rag of a clue. <laughs> Besides, said Whittaker, there, there is the post. By, by this time, the news will be on its way. No, said the Frenchman. You do not understand the habits of the spy. Uh. He receives personally his reward and he delivers personally his intelligence. We in France know something of the breed. There is still a chance, mes amis. These men must cross the sea and there are ships to be searched and ports to be watched. Believe me, the need is desperate for both France and Britannia. Royer's grave good sense seemed to pull us together. He was the man of action among fumblers. But I saw no hope in any face, and I felt none. Where among the fifty millions of these islands and within a dozen hours were we to lay hands on the three cleverest rogues in Europe? Then, suddenly, I had an inspiration. Where is Scudder's book? I cried to Sir Walter. Quick, man, I remember something in it. He unlocked the door of the bureau and gave it to me. I found the place. Thirty-nine steps, I read, and again. Thirty-nine steps. I counted them. High tide, 10.17pm. The Admiralty man was looking at me as if he thought I had gone mad. Don't you see? It's a clue, I shouted. Scudder knew where these fellows laired. He knew where they were going to leave the country, though he kept the name to himself. Tomorrow was the day, and it was some place where high tide was at 10.17. Well, they may have gone tonight, <coughs> someone said. Not they. They have their own snug secret way, and they won't be hurried. 
I know Germans, and they're mad about working to a plan. <laughs> I love that even back then the Germans have a stereotype of like being regimented and efficient and sticking to like order. Where the devil can I get a book of tide tables? Whitaker brightened up. <laughs> it's it, it, it's a chance, he said. Let, let's go over to the Admiralty. <laughs> we got into two of the waiting motor cars. All but Sir Walter, who went off to Scotland Yard to mobilise McGilvery, so he said. So they've got two cars waiting. A guy has just walked out the front door. Mm. And no one thought, let's get in the cars and look for him. It's They're just so like, casual. oh, well, he's gone now. Let's yeah. try and find him at the coast instead. Exactly. Even if yeah. they didn't believe Hannay straight away... Walter went out, made the call, came back, and was like, "Yeah, it's true. He's been in bed." So, that, you know, even if initially they didn't, we're go talking into panic like mode, a maximum of ten minutes. Yeah, we marched through empty corridors and big bare chambers where the charwomen were busy, till we reached a little room lined with books and maps. A resident clerk was unearthed, who presently fetched from the library the Admiralty tide tables. I sat at the desk, and the others stood round. For somehow or other, I had got charge of this expedition. It was no good. There were hundreds of entries, and so far as I could see, 1017 might cover 50 places. We had to find some way of narrowing the possibilities. I took my head in my hands and thought, there must be some way of reading this riddle. What did Scudder mean by steps? I thought of dock steps, but if he'd meant that, I'd didn't think he would have mentioned the number. It must be some place where there were several staircases and one marked out from the others by having 39 steps. Then I had a sudden thought and hunted up all the steamer sailings. There was no boat which left for the continent at 10.17pm. Why was high tide so important? If it was a harbour, it must be some little place where the tide mattered, or else it was a heavy draught boat. But there was no regular steamer sailing at that hour, and somehow I didn't think that they would travel by a big boat from a regular harbour. So it must be some little harbour where the tide was important, or perhaps no harbour at all. But if it was a little port, I couldn't see what the steps signified. There were no sets of staircases on any harbour that I had ever seen. It must be some place which a particular staircase identified and where the tide was full at 10.17. On the whole, it seemed to me that the place must be a bit of open coast, but the staircases kept puzzling me. Then I went back to wider considerations. Whereabouts would a man be likely to leave for Germany, a man in a hurry who wanted a speedy and secret passage? Not from any of the big harbours, and not from the Channel, or the West Coast, or Scotland, for remember he was starting from London. I measured the distance on the map, and tried to put myself in the enemy's shoes. I should try for Ostend, or Antwerp, or Rotterdam, and I should sail from somewhere on the East Coast between Cromer and Dover. Couldn't he set this... sail from the Thames? 
Because yeah, I was thinking that that if he's right by oh, the, the London, yeah. the, t- the tide yeah. like the tide is pretty severe in the Thames, and there are like I don't know if you've ever been down sort of like the South Bank or down by like Wapping. There's loads of stairs that go into the Thames there. Mm. Yeah, it's true. So all this was very loose guessing, and I didn't pretend it was ingenious or scientific. I wasn't any kind of Sherlock Holmes. But I've always fancied I had a kind of instinct about questions like this. I don't know if I can explain myself, but I used to use my brains as far as they went. And after they came to a blank wall, I guessed, and I usually found my guesses pretty right. So I set out all my conclusions on a bit of Admiralty paper. They ran like this. Fairly certain. One, place where there are several sets of stairs... One that matters, distinguished by having 39 steps. Two, full tide at 10.17pm, leaving shore only possible at full tide. Three, steps, not dock steps, and so place probably not harbour. Four, no regular night steamer at 10.17. Means of transport must be a tramp, unlikely, yacht or fishing boat. There, my reasoning stopped. I made another list, which I headed Guest, but I was just as sure of the one as the other. Guest. 1. Place not harbour, but open coast. 2. Boat small. Trawler, yacht or launch. 3. Place somewhere on east coast between Cromer and Dover. It struck me as odd that I should be sitting at that desk with a cabinet minister, a field marshal, two high government officials and a French general watching me, while from the scribble of a dead man I was trying to drag a secret which meant life or death for us. Sir Walter had joined us, and presently McGilvery arrived. He had sent out instructions to watch the ports and railway stations for the three men whom I had described to Sir Walter. Not that he or anybody else thought that that would do much good. Here's the most I can make of it, I said. We have got to find a place where there are several staircases down to the beach, one of which has 39 steps. I think it's a piece of open coast with biggish cliffs, somewhere between the wash and the channel. Also, it's a place where full tide is at 10.17 tomorrow night. Then an idea struck me. Is there no inspector of coast guards or some fellow like that who knows the East Coast? Whitaker said there was, and that he lived in Clapham. He went off in a car to fetch him, and the rest of us sat about the little room and talked of anything that came into our heads. I lit a pipe and went over the whole thing again till my brain grew weary. About one in the morning the coast guard man arrived. He was a fine old fellow with the look of a naval officer, and was desperately respectful to the company. I left the war minister to cross-examine him, for I felt he would think it cheek in me to talk. We want you to tell us the places you know on the east coast where there are cliffs and where several sets of steps run down to the beach. He thought for a bit. And then we get the, the voice of the coast guard man. I'm trying to think if we can make him like a fisherman-y kind of sounding voice. What does a fisherman sound like? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. this book's been set quite a lot in Scotland. We've not had a Scottish voice in a while. I don't know. but um... Could be a little Irish a Yeah, fisherman. it could be an Irish fisherman. Oh, yeah. Go on, then. Let's make him an Irish fisherman. Sort of a rough, a rough Irish yeah. fisherman. Yeah? He thought for a bit. 
What kind of steps do you mean, sir? There are plenty of places with roads cut down through the cliffs, and most roads have a step or two in them. Or do you mean regular staircases, all steps, so to speak? Sir Arthur looked towards me. So is this someone new? Or... Just sing okay. it like Arthur. Sing it like the theme tune. To, oh, like the, the cartoon or the drunk. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an oregano point of view. And I said, hey. If he's going hey. to be ridiculous and add a character so late in the story, we're going to be ridiculous to give him a stupid voice just to punish okay. him. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, 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 yeah. The previously unintroduced Sir Arthur looked towards me. We mean regular staircases. <laughs> he reflected a minute or two. I don't know that I can think of any. Wait a second. There's a place in Norfolk, Brattlesham, beside the golf course, where there are a couple of staircases to let the gentleman get a lost ball. That's not it, I said. Then there are plenty of marine parades. If that's what you mean. Every seaside resort has them. I shook my head. It's got to be more retired than that, I said. Well, gentlemen, I can't think of anywhere else. Of course, there's the roof. What's that? I asked. The big chalk headland in Kent, close to Bradgate. It's got a lot of villas on the top, and some of the houses have staircases down to a private beach. It's a very high-toned sort of place, and the residents there like to keep by themselves. I tore open the tide tables and found Bradgate. High tide there was 10.27pm on the 15th of June. We're on the scent at last, I cried excitedly. How can I find out what is the tide at the rough? I can tell you that, sir, said the coast guard man. I once was lent a house there in this very month, and I used to go out at night to the deep sea fishing. The tide's ten minutes before Bradgate. I closed the book and looked round at the company. If one of those staircases has 39 steps, we have solved the mystery, gentlemen, I said. I want the loan of your car, Sir Walter, and a map of the roads. And if Mr. McGilvery will spare me ten minutes, I think we can prepare something for tomorrow. It was ridiculous in me to take charge of the business like this, but they didn't seem to mind, and after all, I had been in the show from the start. Besides, I was used to rough jobs, and these eminent gentlemen were too clever not to see it. It was General Royer who gave me my commission. I, for one, uh, he said, am content to leave the matter in Monsieur Rane's hands. Mm. By half past three, I was tearing past the moonlit hedgerows of Kent, with McGilvery's best man on the seat beside me. End of chapter. So Woo. let me get this straight. Woo. We've got how many policemen at the, their disposal? How many government ministers, generals, spies? And Too many to on, introduce properly in a novel. Yeah, apparently. private citizen. Yes. You go and decide the fate of the world, having just done this for the last three weeks. I mean, I know we unraveled the mystery, but still, it just seemed like everybody's very incompetent for the positions that they hold. He's found know, himself in was... a freelance private eye position. Mm. It's practically a pirate. Everyone's worked for He's him. basically turned himself into James Bond with like no training or any kind of government clearance. Yeah. 
I mean, I would love it if he gets all the way there and there's like a kid's birthday party happening and it's like the complete <laughs> wrong place. At 10, oh, 17. He's literally just <laughs> gone completely the wrong way and like, you know, the guy's just on like a ferry from Portsmouth or something. <laughs> yeah. He's in duty-free somewhere. Yeah, exactly. They're just completely overthinking it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they're assuming that this person's definitely going to go by boat because, like, they had planes. The channel wasn't that long. Like, a single-engine plane would get across the channel. Oh, yeah. And it's it not that wide. Before, didn't it? No. So I don't Got quite know why they have assumed that he's definitely going to leave by ship because well, no. yeah. if you've got the resources that they're disposable as these people have shown they do have, why would they not just go get back in that biplane and then fly over the channel? Done. I mean, he's basing this whole plan on his list of fairly certain and guesses. Mm. So there's, no, there's nothing really concrete that he can say. Is no, there? he's definitely an N when it comes to the, um, what's his Myers name? Myers-Briggs. Yeah, Myers-Briggs thing. It's uh, He's definitely an N, which is somebody who's happy to rely on theory and what they've observed rather than needing to know the exact facts. Like they, they'll happily fill in the blanks. I'm I'm amazed that this guy, you know, Buchanan, whatever his name is, has managed to make what could have been a really cool chase through London trying to catch a spy into this boring conversation between a load of fuddy-duddy politicians. Yeah, but you see, in yeah. 1913, this would have been <laughs> riveting reading. There would have been nothing but else going on. But the tide to 1022 in Broadstairs. Oh, you mean Bramsgate. Is this when we what find about it? the other stairs in the East Coast? Oh. Yeah, every yeah. single staircase. Give me the times of every staircase. You, do you reckon this is a hobby of his? High tides, I bet you it's a fascination. And I bet you that's why <laughs> he's just absolutely loving it. He's like, oh, they'll love this bit. It's really interesting. Hey, write what you know. Yeah. The tide know. is high, <laughs> but I'm going. Uh, Tommy Kitten's back again. Is that one again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blondie, wasn't it? Again. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Well, I mean, we're down to the last chapter now. So something's got. I'm hoping that this last chase then is now Hane going on the offensive rather than the defensive. And now, you know, the hunted is now the hunter. And mm-hmm. hopefully something exciting happens. Because wow. I'm not being funny. As a thriller, when we read the blurb for this, everyone said it was a thriller. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to be thrilled, if I'm honest, with this book not so much far. Thrill. The, the avoid, constant you know, pursuit pretty thrilling. In, in a way. Yeah. But I mean, I was expecting more <laughs> twists and turns. I think the most interesting that's happened was when Scudder died in his apartment. I feel like yeah. that cliffhanger was the only one that actually really intrigued me. You see, the big mistake that we continue to make with every book is we think it's going to be up to today's Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. Yeah, no, that's standard. true. And we true. just realised that actually that's I know. Not, yeah. wasn't a thing back then. No. It was there. People were much more easily pleased. They've definitely perfected like the arc of a story and like at what point you need to hit which points. Do you mean you need to hit the challenge here? You need to hit this. This needs to resolve here. And and it's like that's definitely a craft now. It's almost like a formula. Whereas back then it's like, just write what you feel. Okay. I'm going to write about a griffin and a mock turtle singing a song about lobsters. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was going to be next. Oh, I don't know. I think we're going to need to go to something like Sherlock Holmesy or something to try and get back some of the thrill and the crime. We need a guaranteed thrill. Yeah, I've kind of been missing (laughs) from this book, if I'm honest, a little bit. But maybe, maybe watching the um, farcical Hitchcock film might make it up to me. Maybe that might make it 
a little bit more pizzazzy, Maybe. but you know maybe. i'm feeling or, a little you know, bit flat after this her book so far or you know maybe all of the thrill does in fact land in the last chapter yeah maybe and, and we'll end up very yeah. satisfied by the end maybe yeah, that's the payoff sometimes he's yeah. like no you have to stick it out for nine chapters before you get the satisfaction and anyone who doesn't yeah. stick it out doesn't you will deserve wait. it <laughs> yeah. well i have to say i, I i'm mm. not fi- actually i'm not saying that i'm not filled with confidence looking at uh at uh what 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 the words that sit underneath chapter 10 on the next right, page okay. oh yeah okay we'll go on then probably a good time to play guess what the next chapter's gone David, I'm just gonna do a Jake one. Oh, blood! It's called, and it's um, who's, uh, what was what was the name of the um, like uh, the, the old fuddy duddy bloke? Uh, General Win Stanley. It's him. It's him. Speaking goes. Oh, blood! There's forty steps. <laughs> <laughs> one. There's a whole page thing going. One, two, three, <laughs> yeah, four, five, the whole 39, chapter. Forty. Damn it! Oh, they- no. <laughs> and they do it like a wah, children's wah, book wah, where they wah, literally wah. Write, write the, yeah. the numbers up the page, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, great, great submission what, What's there. somebody who studies weather? Is it a, a meteorologist? Yes. I'm yeah. going to say something like the damp meteorologist <laughs> okay, or something like that because it's going to be like that's, that's good, or the, the tidal yeah. wave man right. <laughs> I don't know. the title operator um, i've made this I, way too exciting <laughs> i actually wish i i wish both of those were true uh. because actually the title of this chapter is so dull <laughs> i mean way to way to take the excitement out the of last it dull one was actually quite interesting though so so, so maybe that's where it we're might headed. be a red herring but chapter 10 is entitled various parties converging on the sea <laughs> what dull okay not you know the sea battle or yeah, like yeah. the sea the chase in waters. the boat yeah exactly or like the, the battle dis- of the north sea this is yeah. what oh, you want yeah. yeah exactly stuff like that yeah. not just like the converging oh my god what was it again various parties converging on the sea it's like it a makes stage it sound like it's, it's, like, it's like a local Rotary Club meeting or something. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like something that someone would write in like a police statement. And where it did the, the various parties met? Okay, do, 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 do you mean it's like one of those really boring, bland statements where it's like yeah. has to be yeah, all fact with a, no, um, no emotion. A, ba- a, ba- a boundary disagreement between two neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of thing. <laughs> Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail or if you know of any other places where the tide is at 10, 7, 10 p.m. and there are 39 <laughs> steps going down into the sea at said time, do let us know on Twitter. And our handle is, as ever, at LazyBookClubPod. Yeah. And uh, if you're one of the few people who actually managed to follow the chapter and all of those different characters who popped up, let us know uh, on Instagram at LazyBookClubPod. Yeah, we'll send you a medal. Let us know who <laughs> Sir Arthur is. If yeah. he's someone who we've already met and we've just recast him, who knows? Uh, well. We will see you next week for the very last chapter of this book. I hope it's a zinger for everybody involved because it feels like, you know, we put a lot of effort into sticking it out. So various parties converge on the sea. Yeah? 
Is that it? Various parties converging. That was the original converging. title for Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. <laughs> the seaweed is always greener. Various parties converging on the sea. <laughs> Everybody. And on that note, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>